0: We are live in Clubhouse now.
1: We are now live in Clubhouse.
0: We're live in all the, re- all the recording places.
1: Well, we're live in all of the streaming places, because we're not recording in Clubhouse, uh, inside no. of Clubhouse, and I turn off replays, because if you want to hear my show, go listen to it. Um, hey, everybody, we're live. Yes.
0: Yes. And if you're a supporter, which we greatly appreciate, you literally just got an email from me like 15 minutes ago. So Demasi edited the post-show that we talked about last episode and got it to me probably what, Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, and it just sat in my downloads folder after I listened to part of it, I'm like, oh, it sounds good, and I never sent it out like I was going to. But you have it now, you have a link and a reminder that we're live every Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern, so... There you thank go. you for your support.
1: We do thank you for your support. Um, and we just want to thank everybody that listens each week as well. Uh, we appreciate it. Tell a friend about the show. And we're going to get into it because we have some follow-up stuff that we were supposed to be doing this week. Uh, I can tell you for sure, everybody that follows Mike on Macedon knows he did his homework or, or did what uh, he said he kinda. was going to do. Well, I mean, yeah. kind of. But you did it. I mean, so. True. Uh, we shall leave it for a while to find out if I did what I said I was going to do So oh, Mike, I see how that works <laughs> man so at the moment I have one two hold on I just want to do a quick count for our this question one two three four five six phones on my desk <laughs> along with an orbit writer and a habel no, hold on. Uh, and an iPad mini.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, so you're telling me that you didn't have time to do your homework or you.
1: No, no. I'm, I'm just commenting on the mess that my desk is, man. Like, uh, even, we're not even talking about you know what I was working on or not working on this week yet. <laughs> I'm just pointing out, it's got way too many phones. No, so I've been setting up stuff. Uh, I wanted to update my Pixel. Um, I I never remember if we can say we're in this program or not. Say we're in. The you program. can
0: say you're in it, and that they provide gifts because that is a on the page. So
1: ah okay. So I was updating. So I booted up my Pixel Five. One of my Pixel Five. So two of the phones are Pixel Fives. Uh, mm-hmm. One is an iPhone 13 Mini. One is my iPhone 15 Pro Max. That's a lot to say. <laughs> Uh, what else? One is a blind shell and one is an iPhone 10R. And no Smart Vision? Oh, forgot that one. That's over there in the corner, so that one's <laughs> up here too. So how many phones did I say? Did I say six? That, that makes yeah, sense. So, yeah, so yeah. I have not turned on the Smart Vision yet. That, that will be next, but I did turn on one of my Pixels to update to Android 14 because I hadn't done that yet. Because uh, being a part of the trusted tester program i wanted to make sure i was up to date and start start you know making sure that i'm participating if new things come up for android hasn't been a lot there that i've seen recently but i have missed a couple of weeks here recently so Uh, was doing that the other pixel that is up here is also a pixel 5 that is running that secure graphene os uh, that i i I installed several months ago we talked about on the show haven't really played with it it's still irritating that when i reboot that phone or turn that phone on it doesn't talk until you unlock it so it's super annoying is is the first thing uh, i would say about that Uh, what
0: screen reader are you using on that
1: uh so i tried eSpeak for a while i tried it because it's supposed to run at startup uh, it did not do that so i just went back to eloquence uh,
0: no screen reader are you running talk
1: back oh on i'm there? running talk back on her yeah yeah okay i, have not I wonder tried. if you played
0: with commentary or whatever that other one is that i mentioned i can't remember and see if that lets you get
1: speech on boot yeah i'll have to try that i actually forgot about commentary uh Kind of forgot about that phone. Honestly, I had to charge it up. Um, And then, of course, the Blind Shell is up here because I was doing stuff with that uh, this week for work. Uh, The 13 Mini is up here because I still can't put my work number on my 15 Pro. I think I have about a week and a half left, and then I should be able to do it. Uh, I will say that in the future, I will not buy my phone through Visible if I'm still with Visible the next time I get a new phone. Uh, I'll just go directly to Apple or Amazon or Best Buy or something, but I will not buy buy it through their, their online store because uh, this has been super irritating, uh, not having two my two lines on my one phone, which is what I've gotten used to over the past couple of years. Uh, gotcha. But anyway, it just
0: works so smoothly.
1: It, so, yeah, I played with Mars Edit. Yeah, so tell, tell, so give me your general. Well, first, let's back up for anybody that just joined because, you know, people, you know, your friend told you about this show, right? And you're listening, it's your first time. So, Mike, tell the people what Mars Edit is first, and then let's talk about what your thoughts are about it.
0: MarsEdit will let you connect to multiple different blogs and it will pull in the content for your WordPress site locally to your computer so you can edit that content on your computer and then push that back up to the WordPress website. It's not a replacement for interacting with the WordPress website, but I think it could be a great tool to have in your toolbox when it comes to quickly editing or creating posts. I can and I've told people, I think I even you and I may have had a discussion on the show about it. I can navigate the block editor and I can use the block editor. I am not efficient with the block editor or the way it works with Safari is not efficient. And that's what prompted me to want to go look at Mars Edit and it's in set app that I am paying for. So um Yeah, what specific questions do you have? Because I have brought in three blogs, two of which I am not, I'm working through some tech things to get them on. Um, I haven't posted a new post, but I have went in and edited, uh, content in Mars edit. Um, I think this coming week, I'm torn about blogging in general. So this coming week, I think I do have some client work that needs to be updated on one of the WordPress sites. So I will, um, maybe uh create a new post and see what type of media attachment options are available and stuff like that, but yeah, Mars edit's kind of convenient to just get your stuff edited
1: cool, so I mean outside of so I used Mars edit some years ago, uh probably I think maybe twenty sixteen twenty seventeen may have been when I kinda mm-hmm. slid off of it uh but I do remember it being pretty solid for editing pages. I use it a lot when I had to keep up uh, content updated for different sites. That was kind of my my place to go to. And this is pre-block editor uh, when I was using it. Uh, But how have you found it as far as just, you know, is there anything that stands out to you feature wise that's like, oh, this makes life super easy? Uh, Have you, you know, knowingly edited a page that was built with the block editor and what does that look like if you have?
0: So I did edit a page that was built with a block editor, and it looked just like a rich text document to me. Um, so it has, I believe it says rich text editor. I'm taking a look till I can tell you exactly what it says here. Uh, but the other thing is, I think, I really hate it when Setup does this. Guess what?
1: Just on a side note, setup is starting to get a little irritating.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to like it, and it's nice, but uh, remind me that I have something to tell you about the author of this application. Uh, so anyways, if you go in here, you can go and uh, edit the text. Use rich text. It gives you the word count. Um, it allows you to turn on or off comments, you can actually uh, change the author and the status of the post. So all of those, uh, add the featured image, you can change uh, orient orient your text bold italicize it um so it's all doable right here in the interface and then in the toolbar you have the send to blog um, or you can also preview it if you want to actually see what it looks like the other handy thing that i found and i want to figure out how to how to better organize things on mars edit because I have some websites, ownpay.com, for example, that have hundreds of posts, and trying to find a post doesn't seem to be the, the best. And when I use the search in MarsEdit in the toolbar, it searched all the sites that I had, and I'm like, why did that search result come up? That doesn't make, and then I realized what it was doing. So I'm sure there's a way to restrict that. but. Um, you can do VO shift M on the post that you're viewing. And there's an option that says copy web link. And then you can paste that to wherever you need to go. And that can be faster than going to the page on the web page and then copying the link that way, too.
1: Yeah, especially if you don't actually know the link until you copy it. So <laughs> sounds pretty much like it's kind of doing you know what it was uh, when I was using it. Uh, still super handy. I would say if you do a lot of posting uh, and it is we, we both, I think, have access to it through uh, set because uh, I'm a set subscriber. You're a set subscriber. So we both have access through it there. So it's not costing us any money uh, beyond what set costs. But uh, it is also available as a standalone purchase uh, at Red Sweater, Red Dash Sweater dot com. And I think it may also be in the Mac app store, but I'm not 100% certain on that. Uh, so if you use WordPress and and it also works with other CMSs, uh, other platforms, I, I don't remember the full list of them. I know they've changed since I used it because I know some of them have been dropped off. But uh, definitely worth giving it a look if you do a lot of posting or editing to a web platform to see if it's supported. And uh, cool. Super
0: yeah. cool. so, so you're going to
1: keep using it for for, for for working stuff Or is the
0: experience I, w- I will keep using it For the foreseeable future So yes Cool um, See where that takes me See See if that changes The other one that I used to use That I don't think I have Heard anyone using in a while Is Ecto I don't know if you remember that one
1: I remember hearing about it. I never actually used it myself. Uh, I came in, and tried Mars Edit. It, it was doing what I needed to do. Uh, the only downside, the only time, so during the time I was using Mars Edit, I would say I started mid 2013. Mm-hmm. Tried it out first. I liked it, kept going with it. And um, the uh, I would say probably for a good three years straight. The only time I would actually log into the admin area of a WordPress site was to do one of three things. Uh add a user, do something for a user, whether it was add a user or reset somebody's password, build a gravity form, or uh, or something with, you know, Gravity Forms. Or uh, offhand, any random thing that may need like a plug in configuration change or something like that is about all I logged in for because you can't, unfortunately, build a gravity form inside of <laughs> Mars Edit. That would have been cool. Uh, that's about it. That's all I did. Other than that, I was editing or publishing new posts or pages or editing posts and pages directly on Mars Edit. So, solid tool, I think. Uh, Ecto, I never looked at just because Mars Edit was just solid for me uh i did try something i think it was windows live writer or windows journal or something on windows before i switched over to the mac
0: so i wanted to throw this in there daniel jodkin the author of mars uh the Mars edit program said, I taught my kids that when I go to a public computer store, I always go to a web browser and punch in the URL to my company. And then he put red sweaters link and he goes today at micro center. My 11 year old did it without me even noticing proud Papa.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So huh? that's a good idea. Right. Wow, I like that. <laughs> totally hijacking that
0: one. Especially since corporate customers might be shopping. Anyways, what have you? What else have you been up to this week?
1: So, last week Mike was gonna try out MarsEdit over the week, and I was gonna try out Timing, the automated time tracking app for macOS. Uh, I did set it up a little later than than intended, but I did actually get Timing set up, and like you. So timing is an application uh, that runs on the Mac that is for time tracking. Uh, So you can set up projects and and things like that uh, to track time for specific projects. The handy thing about it and what makes it different than, say, timery or uh, using toggle, uh, which we both have used previously, is that with the appropriate permissions given, Timing can actually watch which applications you're in uh and track the time there. So for example, I was doing some AT guys work earlier today, uh, and it tracked the fact that I was not only in Safari, but which pages in Safari I was on. Which is handy because you can also then I could say make a project that is AT guys and say anytime I'm on ATguys.com or any of the other, you know, sites that we use for AT guys. Uh, this, you know, these sites belong to the AT Guys project, which would make categorizing and figuring out how much time I've spent working on different projects super easy. Uh, It'll track uh, Safari, Chrome. Uh, It'll look at what you're doing in mail. Some applications, it can, you know, get all the way down to the path level or, you know, URL. So Safari and Chrome, it can tell you which domains you were actually at, which web pages you were on. Um, And Terminal, it can track the location or the directory that you're in in terminal and finder so pretty cool that that is one of the biggest features of it uh, again this is a setup application uh, that i have access to so i'm not paying whatever the full cost of it is uh, but it is a super nice app pretty accessible i would say it is a little confusing uh, not, not necessarily confusing i'm trying to think of the best way to explain this because i don't want to I'll put it to you, I need to spend more time with the app to make sure that the issues I have encountered are not just my lack of familiarity with the interface.
0: Ah, okay. Did you try the VOJ command?
1: <laughs> That's become everybody's silver bullet for it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> VOJ command.
0: Uh, I, I changed my... Uh, keyboard my numpad commander and this one and three thing has kind of become natural so now one goes to the beginning moves to the vo- moves the voiceover cursor to the beginning and then three go to end which moves voiceover cursor to the end so if i'm in my mail and i'm a couple down and i want to go back up to the top of the list i just hit number one and i'm at the top of the list uh, i don't remember why i was saying that
1: yeah, I've done some tweaking to my numpad commander too. I have added those uh, as well. So one and three do the same thing for me on the numpad commander right now. I am, I haven't done it, but I'm thinking about changing from seven and nine for uh, stop interacting or interacting to using eight and two. Uh, because eight Uh-oh. and two by default are set for voiceover up and voiceover down. I'm like, I don't really ever use this
0: gotcha okay see i think i feel like i use i do so like if i no do i actually it's one of those no i use four and six i typically don't use two and eight you don't
1: use two and because in a lot of places it doesn't do anything yeah so i was thinking like hey i can gain another two uh actions on seven and nine and put uh interact as number two and Stop Interacting is number one, uh, number eight. Eight, yeah.
0: And then uh, what would you use seven and nine for?
1: I haven't decided yet. I think one option might be, because I'm always doing this, uh, well, I do this quite a bit, is uh, table. Mm. What, what is the, yeah, take, so like jump to the, you know, the previous field, or T next ta- yeah.
0: And shift T, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that would that would work unfortunately i should upgrade to sonoma this week again i still haven't done it yet but i missed that mail feature
1: (laughs) yeah i am gonna uh, that'll probably take me up there Um, um so first off if anybody's listening is on sonoma uh generally if you're on sonoma regardless of whether you're a screen reader user or not you know i'm interested to hear what your overall experiences are like uh, here lately like I would say since they pushed out the last update I think they're up to 14.1 yeah. ish somewhere uh, around there so yeah I'd be curious to hear what anybody's experience is especially if you're using uh, any of rogue amoebas tools uh, you know what your mail usage is like how does Safari behave uh, you know but just general ideas of how it's working at all if you want to share those you can reach out to us on Mastodon or shoot us an email We'll there, give you all
0: that at the end. There were some issues with Safari in the first version of 14, and I don't think I did beta. I don't remember. Um, but in the first version of 14 that I recalled, there were some weird issues where, like, the whole contents of the web page would just disappear, and you would just have your sidebar and like your uh, tab groups, but you couldn't actually oh, get that to wasn't the contents of the web page. The nope. web area wasn't there for yeah. you to interact with, so and it would happen in weird times, like in the middle of a checkout with a customer.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. So that happens to <laughs> me now. Uh, that's been happening oh. off and on to me on whatever I'm on. Uh, Ventura.
0: Ventura. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. That that that's been happening. Sometimes, if you tab, if you get to the little splitter right. So I'll give you two, three, three solutions to this three things to try and i would honestly try them in this order uh first if you vo all the way right and you're on that that uh divider that splitter that you can resize
0: yep Yep. um
1: sometimes interacting with that and vo right or left whichever one i think is vo right to expand it stop interacting vo right come back interact with it again and collapse it again because what that does is expand out some kind of little sidebar panel or something unless yours is already open but mine is always closed uh that will sometimes get it to come back um secondarily if that doesn't work or if you want to take a quicker route first uh get to that splitter and tab and oftentimes you can tab into the content because it's actually there for whatever reason voiceover doesn't see the web content until you've tabbed around that page a little bit, and then you can just navigate normally because you're now in the page. Uh, third solution, if neither one of those two options work, is refresh the page because that's about all you can do. Yeah. Um, Which is an awful solution to the problem because especially if you're in the middle of trying to check somebody out, like it completely fries uh, yep. everything you're doing. So that is a last Step result. two,
0: I'll just reload it. Oh, <laughs>
1: But yeah, I've noticed that in uh, quite a bit. Well, I don't want to say quite a bit, but it does happen. And it's been happening with me for a while. So it makes me wonder if there's maybe a weird voiceover setting. I, that's the problem, man. Like, you never can tell with voiceover, if it's a voiceover thing or a Safari thing. or. A-
0: Last time I reset the computer, I did not import my voiceover settings. I've just been setting them up again. I know I did that recently, but this time I'm setting them up with intention. Like, yeah knowing that I'm going to use these on the backup hard drive and be able to use them going forward.
1: Yeah, so that's going to be my strategy when I wipe as well is I'm going to start voiceover settings from scratch, which means I better make some notes for a couple of things Mm because like my NumPad commander configuration, I, I need to get that back set up sooner rather than later. Uh, but I'm going to slowly tweak other stuff in voiceover as needed. And I, I may I, I may or may not do this. It depends on how easy of a process, how automated of a process I can make it. Uh, I, I may uh, version control my voiceover settings. So just export them after I make a change to the voiceover settings. I'm like, okay, export these settings. I right, commit it to a Git repo. Okay, cool. And then uh, we'll see. But I may not do that either um yeah wrapping up on timing um the concept of the app is all has always interested me uh a couple of new because i did try this out several years ago and it's like i just couldn't it was before set out existed and i was like i can't really justify the expense because there was too many situations back then where i definitely was away from my computer but was doing work uh and i didn't really have a way to keep track of that uh, so that's what pushed me over to toggle, uh, timing now will look at where well, it says it will look at your screen time. If you have screen time on for of your devices and based off the screen time report for your different devices, it'll, it can pull in stuff from other devices that can't run timing. So iPhone, iPad, if you had another Mac that didn't have timing on it, uh, so that's kind of handy. Um, I do like that feature I do what I what I really like about it is the fact that it tracks the apps that you're using and traps where it tracks where you are, which if you set it up, you know, take the time to set it up and assign, you know, web pages, documents, etc. to specific projects or customers, then it makes generating your report super easy. Uh, So I'll follow up on it probably in a couple of weeks as i use it one feature i'm probably going to turn off that i had turned on is if you go away from your mac and it goes to sleep and you come back when you wake up the mac you get a dialogue that pops up and says what did you do and you can you know plug in your time entry uh plug in what you were doing um which this is useful i guess if you're doing stuff that you know steps away from the computer to do your job i usually find myself typing in i found myself over the past week typing in stuff like went to go say hi to the kids after school and you know something like that so probably will turn that off i've also found it a little janky to adjust times or to get an accurate perspective in that in that particular view of how much time it thinks i was away from the computer uh
0: so we need to set up a form letter that we can send so we can see if timing's interesting jumping on a zoom call with you. So you can show them some of those expected behaviors and what's actually happening.
1: That would be, you mentioned this the other day too, is something that we should start doing. And I, I'm going to, going to pose that out to everybody just to fill in what Mike is saying here. So the idea that Michael had, uh, he mentioned it to me a couple of days ago when we were chatting on the phone, uh, is instead of us being i i feel like a lot of people have this issue too of sending in you know bug reports or or issues that you're encountering with software uh especially when it's accessibility related you don't want to take all the time because it's not just a quick thing you have to take time to you know put things together if you're like me you often want to send them a video screencast of it so you don't try to have to explain in words what's going on um And that all takes time, which leads to me not doing it. And I feel like I'm probably not the only person that that happens to. Like, Why should I put in all this effort just to get back to standard, you know, we'll look at this and consider adding this to our roadmap in the future. It's like, do you know how long it took me to put this video together? Are you serious? Do you know how many times I rewrote this email before I actually sent it because I felt like this actually made sense? Uh, Michael's suggestion was, though, reach out to a company if you're having accessibility issues with some of their software and see if they are interested. See if someone from either their engineering team or support is interested in jumping on a Zoom meeting or any kind of you know meeting so that you can share your screen and show them what's happening. Uh, And have a discussion about it. And, And part of this is because and I think Mike got this idea, maybe because he's been experiencing it quite a bit, too. But for me, I often say to Michael, I'm not sure if this is accessible because I'm not sure what should be happening versus what is happening like is there stuff here that i'm not seeing with voiceover because it's just not there or am i just not understanding how i'm supposed to use this I think like, we should jump on a zoom meeting with them and show them and then they can tell you what it's supposed to do and you can show them what it does do and then maybe we'll get a resolution
0: without three weeks going between each email
1: so a uh, spectacular idea and I'm going to adopt that and Mike's further idea which is probably going to lead to GPT uh, is create a form letter that we can just kind of fill in that that you know offers this. All right. Yeah. So what did you do man.
0: So what just happened is I got an alert. So your audio went away and I'm like, well, that's weird. He was in the middle of a sentence. And I got an alert on my Mac that all my memory was being used. And I don't know if you ever seen this alert, but uh, it popped up and I could, it showed me how much each app was using of my system memory. And um, then it was allowing me to quit, force quit those applications or restart the application. So I didn't see the first application, which turned out to be Audio Hijack, which was using all of my system resources on my computer and crashing everything else. Um, And so I I couldn't hear you in Edge at all. It like cut the audio from uh, Edge. And Hmm. or it's because it was audio hijacked. But the reason audio hijack crashed is because I had the transcribe block on. And so I was transcribing and I believe it was set to the high quality. So it says you need a lot of RAM for this. Um, But it it was set to high quality doing transcription. So I just went in and deleted that block and then re connected with manual connections the recorder blocks that are going to the broadcast but it was it was kind of weird for a second i was i was a little concerned what was going on
1: oh you know i forgot about that block i should have put it in on my session i will have to add that
0: Uh, But according to the memory usage, um, and and I think how they do this is they take your RAM and some of your hard drive space, um, because it said it was using 42 gigabytes of my memory. I don't have 42 gigabytes.
1: Yeah, it was swapping pretty hard.
0: (laughs) Uh, Because
1: I think you have eight gigs. I have eight. Yes. Yeah, eight. so so that means it was uh, And the
0: 256 hard drive. So So it was using didn't have a lot of, wiggle room. of hard
1: drive space. Uh Yeah, that's that's rough. Uh yeah, I, I didn't I completely forgot about that block too cuz I meant to put it in here so that we could uh Oh, hold on. Hold on. So apparently Uh-oh. nobody can hear you in club deck.
0: Wait? What? No I, one can hear me in club deck? Yeah, but I don't know why. Oh. Oh, because I came in as another. Because you came back in, so I gotta go. Yeah. set your, You gotta go set my pass through device. i to go set your up. aux up here. Yeah.
1: CFG one. All right. Well,
0: that just, me- that just means that T is gonna have to listen to the podcast to hear what I said.
1: Pretty much. See, and then she can hear the editing.
0: Anyways, so what were cool. we talking about before that debacle? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a good question oh I think I was wrapping up with the, um, the um, reach out to companies yeah reach and out to them. companies oh no I know what I actually had said you didn't hear this part at all before I go back to the thing that I asked you about when you couldn't hear me Uh, With the markers and clean feed, because this is what's really interesting to me is whether or not this actually helped with editing the show last week. Now, I I, I did not do a spectacular job of setting good markers. I'm trying to do a little better this week, but did it help at all?
0: I, it helped me with having a reference of where I was in relation to the show, so I used it to jump forward to see, oh, that's where that happened, because I knew you put, I think you did two markers last week or something. So this one I think might be more helpful, and, and we'll, I'll report back on that, but I didn't use them that much last week.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think last week I kind of sort of forgot about them too. Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I also realized that I couldn't import the text file that we got the first week so I was like oh well, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> care about these markers I'll throw uh-huh. a couple of in here that's yeah. what I actually I think was thinking was I'll throw a couple in here to see uh, what happens this time around so these right here so for this episode me? should be good but what I asked you was so what I finished up on the thing was let me give you a I'll bring you back up date. You can edit, cut this in the way you want to do it. Yep. What I said was, uh, your idea that you were bringing up today was to create a kind of form letter that we could fill in, which probably means GPT to help create a form letter that we can fill in to request, Hey, let's jump on zoom and try to sort out the accessibility issues. And I said, speaking of GPT, <laughs> what's been going on with GPT? So this is a topic I've actually been wanting to cover. Um, uh, for a while and it it just organically has come up uh today because i did not write a list of stuff down to talk about like i said i was gonna do so anyway
0: where's that uh, google sheet
1: yeah yeah oh that's why i got stuck it was a google sheet okay i started doing a doc and i was like wait this doesn't feel right well what did we say we were gonna do google Google sheet sheet. sheet. so we could set up a shortcut okay i will work on so i am putting that in right here uh before next week's recording uh Um, Well, let's see, it's Thanksgiving coming up this week. (laughs) So I will say before episode 36 publishes, we will have a a working sheet, Uh, depending on whether or not we have to move recording around or not next week, depends whether or not I have it done before we record. But uh, yeah, we're going to set up a Google sheet and get some shortcuts hooked up so that we can quickly add ideas to the sheet and then check those things off as we cover them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or something along those something.
0: lines. Some, something to bring a little bit of organization to this to attempt thing. to
1: bring up some organization here. Yes. And now I'm thinking like, oh, I can wire up Gravity Forms and just use Gravity View to display the information because I hate trying to navigate a sheet.
0: <laughs> I mean, you set it up and <laughs> get it working and I'll use whatever you tell me to go
1: to. But I mean, you could use hey. the shortcuts to push stuff in the sheets, but there's a Gravity <laughs> Wiz add-on that will pull stuff from Google Sheets and then yep. I can use Gravity View to display that how I want to display it.
0: There you go. huh and you okay, check anyway. boxes to move it. Anyways, see, yeah. this is what happens is you go down these rabbit holes. How do I do all of these big uh, things when all so I need to do is solve a little problem?
1: Solve a little problem. So we're going to start by doing the sheet first and getting some automated means of adding stuff to that sheet. And that's the point is like it's, it's more difficult to find a solution that will let us just append to the end of a Google doc. But there's tons of 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 scripts and and things like that out there for Google Sheets to just add a row. So that's why we're doing a Google Sheet, in case anybody is wondering. Uh, and we're doing the Google Sheet in general, or doing something in general, because we have conversations, we have thoughts, and we're like, oh, we should talk about this on the show, and then we forget. Like our next topic, which is AI. Um, okay, oh, I, I I I give in. Nobody's gonna know what the hell I'm talking about if I say machine learning. Machine learning, as I call it, or large language models in AI generative context that is out here in the world, specifically ChatGPT, but it also includes Bard and a few others. Uh, I wanted to have a discussion of some ways at this point that we are using uh, things like ChatGPT or Bard. Or Bing, wait, is it's not Bing anymore. I think they were named Copilot. co-pilot. Yep. Uh, you know, using those sorts of tools uh, in production, you know, to help with work, to, to help facilitate getting things done. Uh, because I think that is an interesting conversation that you don't necessarily hear a lot about depending on where you get your news from. Uh, you know, most of the times it's like, oh, you can do this, you can generate, but nobody's really talking about how they're using it. Right. Uh, so that's the conversation I kind of wanted to have and I'm going to start with the you know building on your idea of reaching out to developers and software companies to try to have a you know screen sharing session so that we can have a more interactive back and forth of okay this is what I'm seeing but explain to me what should be happening yada yada conversation uh, to try to get accessibility issues resolved. Uh, having a forum letter, I can absolutely guarantee whether whether you do it or I do it, it was gonna be started with ChatGPT uh, for sure. Yep. Yep. But that is one of the ways that we have both been using uh, these tools is to s- it, perhaps not create from scratch everything like we don't you know generate it in there and then just send what it gives us uh, most of yep. the time. Usually though, it is a helper. It is a starting point for okay. I need to write this type of you know email or I need to. Document something in this way. Here's the information. Help me, you know, help me get started. So, what are some of the other ways that you have been using it or some of the other situations that you have used, uh, Chat GPT or Bing or Bard or Copilot or AI? And yeah,
0: AI in general. Um, with so a couple of things that I've been doing is. Uh, bug reports. There's a a manufacturer that we sometimes have to provide some reports on when things don't work as expected. And I try to be nice, ask Demasi, when when things frustrate me, and I try to put it in a way that, that you know that I'm frustrated, I hope, but I'm not being completely blunt about it. Um, but sometimes I don't have the patience for that. Uh, so what I have found myself doing is going to chat GPT and saying, hey, create me a bug report. Here is the operating system I'm using or version of the app, any of the details that it needs to create the bug report. Here's what I'm doing. And here's what I'm encountering. Here's what I expect to happen. And then I tell it generate the bug report for me. It generates the bug report. I read it over. I copy, I paste and I throw it in and I make some changes based on some of the wording. Sometimes I forget to take the generated on date out of the bug report when I send it in. Apparently I forgot that once or twice. So uh throw that out there. I'm also using Chat GPT. Um I'll give general overview, but I'm using Chat GPT to help me with creating stuff that I know needs to be done, but I don't have the sit still and do it and actually write the things out, uh, time or energy. So I know that I need to be able to test new equipment or other devices for people so I can share my feedback on. That's something I've always wanted to do while doing podcasting is is get free equipment to test. I mean, who, who doesn't want to try that? And one of my th- problems is, is I didn't know who to reach out to. And I didn't know really what I should say. So I went to chat GPT. I said, Hey, I want to reach out to this company to get some review units for a here for my podcast it already knew the name of my podcast because that's part of the custom prompt that I have with chat GPT and then I said uh and can you also help me write a letter it crafted a letter I'm like yeah I like where you're going with that but let's rewrite it and use less formal tone and then after it did that I took its letter and I added some things and I said help me fix this because it also is my grammar checker I am horrible about spelling and grammar Um, so I'm using my tools where I can And I think the last thing that I'm doing that I thought was really interesting, um, and then I went to go do it, and I can't figure out how I was doing it, I promise you I did. And you can do it with uh, Google Bard, though, too, is take a screenshot of a web page and have the GPT explain to you uh, how is this web page laid out? What are the colors on it? And and get the details that you want. And then go to your web page, take a screenshot, and get the details about what your web page currently looks like, so you can make changes. Preferably in a test environment, shout out to Herd. Uh, and go you and Heard the word. <laughs> about Herd. <laughs> but go and make those changes <laughs> to your website. Again, take a screenshot of it, throw that at GPT and get that feedback. And that, that it is a little bit more back and forth, but it stops that having to rely on someone else.
1: I mean, is it really more back and forth, though? Because sure. I, I've done that a little bit, but it, it doesn't it seems more because you're not having a conversation with a person. Right. I mean, because if you let's say you call up Ira, you ask them to go to a page and they're looking and then you say, tell me how this looks. And I'm like, oh, well, this is this image is enormous. And you're like, OK, give me 30 seconds. Uh, OK, could you reload that page for me, please? Now, how does it look? Oh, much better. OK. Yeah. Right. That's 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 less back and forth because you're talking to an actual person. But I don't feel like it's any more back and forth doing what you're doing. And I've done this a few times, too, after figuring out that I could either give it a link and say, hey, look at this page or take a screenshot. Uh, And I think I did the screenshot thing for the first time with uh, Be My AI when it was still in beta was one of the ways that I was testing it was sending it, you know, screenshots of stuff like describe what's in this screenshot or describe this web page or give me the end. You can get a little more detailed. Uh, I've actually gone to websites and been like uh, drop the link into GPT since I've had browsing capabilities to say, look at this page and give me a um, color palette. like you know, get, give me the, the, the colors of, of this page or based off this logo or this image give me a reasonable color palette that consider that is considerate of uh the uh i'm gonna forget what it's called at the moment excuse me uh accessibility uh guidelines for a website WCAG is what i was trying to think of so that's another That's a, you know it, it, again it sounds like you've been doing some of the same things but that is one of the ways i've been using it we have and i think we've talked about this before been using it to help build out you know little scripts here and there javascript shell scripts you know to do little things on the computer because hey you get me most of the way there i can finish tweaking this or adjust it or taking things that I have tried to write from scratch that I get errors on. I'm like, hey, explain to me what this error means or how do I fix this error? Yeah.
0: Yeah. ChatGPT wrote a script that I am very reliant on. And like today when we were going live, I, I was hitting the keystroke. I'm like, oh, I never reconfigured that. And so my little countdown script where it tells me how many seconds are left in the current minute doesn't work. But that's a script that now I pretty much use on a daily basis. Well, i use on a regular basis i haven't used it since i reset this computer surprisingly but it's just getting that code and that information to to get you started on your adventures
1: yeah so i i i have found it useful for that sort of stuff i would just a couple of Cap Michael has mentioned a couple of times, you know, preferably in a <laughs> development environment. So if you're using GPT or even copilot uh with, with uh GitHub, GitHub's copilot or any of the other coding assistants, find P H I N D. I think it's hold on. Let me go yep. back to that. Let me make find. Sure. dot com. It is dot com. Yep. Thank you, sir. You knew exactly why I stopped too. Yep. <laughs> Because it could have been fine dot ninja, you know. <laughs>
0: Find dot shoes.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. See, you gotta listen to the. I gotta listen to the extended episode. You know why dot shoes is a thing that's on both of our minds. Tim, uh, asked, "Did you get that?" By the way,
0: no, I did not.
1: You should, I, but you should. bought Taylor dot community.
0: Don't judge me.
1: <laughs> really.
0: On. Hold on. I'm going to get it right now. <laughs> Come on, man. Really? She okay. has no interest in using it, but then I'm not going to use Taylor
1: Swift.com. But see, here's the thing, though, right? You make this a project.
0: Of mm-hmm, your own, like
1: mm-hmm. again, start it as a local website environment to start building something on. Uh, start, start learning. So, if you want to do JavaScript, you want to do Python or something, take pictures. Like, you know, you got decent enough tools now that you could take a picture of this, you know, take a picture of that pair and AI the results, put them on a page, and just like you know, build a catalog or something just for something right. to do and because it's funny. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Just because it's funny.
0: Um, what was I going to tell you? I don't even remember now.
1: Uh, But as as Michael, has, as I was saying, though, uh, if you are using these tools, you know, it, check them, right? If you're using the right code, check it, you know, test it, do something uh, before you just throw it out there in the world to do something on your behalf.
0: That's what I was going to bring up to you, too, um, with AI. Do you remember... Back on February 28th, 2017, what you were doing.
1: Do I remember what I was doing February of (laughs) 2017?
0: February 28th, 2017. We were publishing an episode called All About Your Calendar um, on DM2 and on that episode i made a recommendation for a tool that i forgot about until i was talking to seth today and what i do you remember x.ai i do yeah and that was the my first introduction and i didn't realize what it was to llms because that's really what they were doing was taking the language of what was said in the email and suggested and then replying to the people who are copied on the email and sending them a calendar link so they can just book a calendar link i missed that tool um that was really nice i didn't realize that now x.ai goes to Elon Moss' AI website. So um, <laughs> I think now I know why x.ai is no longer around.
1: <laughs> what is it with his guy on the letter X, man? I don't know.
0: I don't know. But I was talking to Seth today about that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we were talking about that. I told him 2018, but no, it was February 2017.
1: <sighs> Yeah, some some uh, that that is. I I do remember that too. Uh, I found it somewhat annoying because the LLM wasn't good enough to do it's kind yes. of like when you get almost there it's like it was almost there and I can see why you liked it I can see why it was a valuable tool. I never got into using it because it was a couple of times I was like okay uh, we need to reschedule this let's do blah 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 or something I don't remember the exact yeah. details but I would do something that I expected to work based off how it behaved and it was like nope I have no idea what you're doing here uh, mm-hmm. I'm out yeah. It's like okay, Michael well, reach out to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, you're not quite enough there for me to but do. But now
0: it. a tool like that with ChatGPT I think could be pretty pretty powerful
1: yeah i am going to uh so that takes me right into the thing out where i was headed at next too which is you know we have the new features and i think right now this is still restricted to plus members oh on a side you note, can't you can't sign
0: up for you it. can't <laughs> sign up
1: for plus right now <laughs> uh you can go on the waiting list kind of like it was when it first started Now, yep, uh, yeah yeah so but anyway if you are already a chat gpt plus subscriber you have access to custom gpts now this is very much like if you've done what me and michael have done with these with, with uh open a uh, chat gpt specifically and customize your prompt and say hey you are you know what i'm telling you to be right now and that's all you know about this is all you're going to do all of your answers should be relative to this topic here uh customizing your prompt or, or crafting good prompts um it's basically what the custom GPTs are, with a with a little bit of extended stuff there. So you can, you know, now you can bring in files. So, uh, I want to do this. I haven't. I, I started working on my my uh, WordPress GPT uh, yeah. the other day, and I figured out a couple of things. Number one, it does not appear. I need to do a little bit more checking, but it does not appear I can just feed it a link to the WordPress Codex and say, hey, you know, loop through all the pages that are on that 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 are here and you know compile that that data for but for can your you reference.
0: tell it to search the wordpress codex i haven't it, tried you that yourself with wordpress codex
1: yeah i haven't i haven't tried that aspect of because I, I stepped away when i was building it last night and i was like oh, okay let me let me think about some ways to yeah because to, there's also a couple other things i didn't like about how i was behaving uh like for example it was being more verbose more verbose in some areas than i wanted to be like, oh yes, you can absolutely do this. You will probably want to do this because blah blah blah, blah blah. I'm like, okay, no, you just give me, the, tell me, yes, you can do this. Here's the code, uh, and comment the code for me. Not, you know, I don't need you to.
0: To fluff it up for me, it, right? Like,
1: so I was trying to think, okay, how do I tweak this so it stops doing that, but also stop telling me at the end of each thing too, like, oh yeah, make sure you do blah 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 for best practices. Any code you give me, which is what I told him, any code you you any code snippets or, or suggestions you make should be considerate of the best practices regarding web development secure actually security web development and accessibility or something like that. I say I don't know, yeah. but anyway, it, it was a little fluffy. So I was trying to figure out. So I stepped away for it for a second. But, yeah, I did think about that. So when I go back to it, I'm going to try putting in the, you know, here's a link. I want you to, you know, or just ask it, hey, can you look at this link and get me the information uh, and see how that works? But custom GPTs, pretty simple. There's a wizard that kind of walks you through it and you can type in what you want it to do. Uh, I know one person uh, mentioned heard on the podcast had taken all of their books for, I think it was LISP. Uh, which is a programming language I know nothing about. I just know it's a language. Uh, but took yeah. all the books they had on Lisp uh, and you know uploaded them to GPT and you know basically made it a Lisp uh, copilot, GPT. yeah, Cop- or yeah. Lisp GPT. And yeah. you know that that's it. Like, and they restricted it to this is all you're doing. Like, if it, everything that I have given you is what you know about. You don't. There's no internet searching for this. Don't guess about it base everything off what is in these books that teach you Lisp.
0: okay that's interesting i i i think there's some creative ways to do it i am disappointed because i unless you know have yet to figure out how to delete a gpt so
1: i haven't yeah, looked at how to one do one that yet because i've only created the one
0: yeah same here but i didn't see a delete button right away there might be actually you probably go into the GPT well, did you and save click it? on the menu did you save it first yet. okay so yeah, you did it because okay. i can access at the top now for those who don't know i have two links one says chat gpt and then the other one says shell phone shell phone gpt is what it says but I probably can go into shell phone GPT and then choose the menu option and then delete that at that point.
1: And remind me, are you using, are you still using Mac GPT or are you primarily going direct to the website?
0: I've been going to the website. I have chat or Mac GPT enabled. Can you access your custom GPTs?
1: Uh, Give me a second Because I don't think I actually saved this one So I don't know Let me see That's what I was actually looking at Which is what prompted that question Open sidebar Okay that's going to give me a new chat Let's see what's in my sidebar So I'm going to guess and say yes But I also realize that when I was working on this uh, WordPress GPT last night I did never click the save button So it's not going to oh. show up right here Huh. But okay. I do see a chat GPT-4 with Dolly and web browsing and some other stuff, which is probably just a new, some new features they've added since I now have Dolly and all of this crap. Uh, if I can get back to my OpenAI page, though, I will save it and tell you for sure. But yeah, there's definitely some interesting things to be. Hey, that's interesting. Went right to where I was trying to go to. Okay, now I don't like it. I got you like 17, like I got like 27 tabs or 53 tabs open in Safari and you just open Safari on the one that I want. Uh, I'm not sure I like this. <laughs> uh, give me a sec. Let
0: me get back over here. They have, have you looked into this explore tab? They have a creative writing coach. They have a negotiator, a cosmic dream visionary. Tech support advisory. You can load more. Mocktail mixologist.
1: Alright, and now Safari is freezing. Thanks, Safari. You're awesome.
0: <laughs> math mentor. I hope parents help their kids with their math.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see. I actually hadn't seen the explore tab, so I am not Check that out if I can ever get to the page. Oh, nope, here's one of these pages. It's not uh I can't I can't navigate there there's no And Safari's frozen. Okay. I will follow up with you about
0: Yeah, that, we'll cause... follow up with how we're using GPT and I think that's an interesting topic to keep coming back to because i think our use of it and the tools we use are going to transform over the i'm really excited for 24 um i mean i feel like it's been a while since i've been just overly generally excited about another year which might sound a little weird but to me uh we haven't seen this type of innovation and it's weird to think about for me that it's been less than a year or about a year since just about a year
1: since yeah yeah. and look what open ai has done in 12 months i mean we're we're they have progressed much further uh just them alone and i know there's other things out there that i'm not as familiar with uh but Oh, just looking at OpenAI and ChatGPT and what they have done specifically with ChatGPT in, you know, about 12 months is is rather amazing. Uh, they also just fired their CEO, too. So, you know.
0: yeah, but there's talk about him coming back, too, already. So,
1: hmm. Okay. See, I missed <laughs> that. This is why we're not a news show. <laughs> that just show.
0: came out today. So, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. This is why we're not a news show. Cause well, yeah, one of the reasons. Didn't it? Yeah,
1: one of, the, one of multiple reasons we're not a new show. But yeah, they have come quite a long way. And I definitely, you know, first off, if you're listening and you have been using uh, any of the large language models or any other AI tools, definitely interested to hear how you're using them. Uh, but also, if you have questions about the usage of these tools, uh, we would love to answer those as well. So be sure to reach out to us. We're at eighty oh two.
0: Yeah, we can wrap it up unless you have anything else because we're probably about 65 right now.
1: So you can definitely reach out to us uh, with those questions or to share your comments and thoughts uh, or usage of AI tools or anything else you want to talk to us about. We're at feedback at technicallyworking.show and he's on Mastodon at Payon P-A-Y-O-W-N, at unmute.community, and I'm Damasi D-A-M-A-S-H-E, at unmute.community.